Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Food bloggers, don't forget to check out the food blogging forum style community that we started over at forum.eatblogtalk.com. Finally, there's one place that we can all convene and talk and that isn't scattered all over Facebook. Here are the things that I am loving about it. It is free. It also allows for categorized discussions on all food blogging topics And there's a category for sharing successes, aka self-promotion. So no more holding back about discussing your big wins and things that you're promoting. Also, everything is in one single spot. So no hopping around from group to group. And there's an amazing opportunity to network and really get to know your fellow food bloggers in a single place. So come join the discussions that are going on over at forum.eatblogtalk.com. And I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Don't forget forum.eatblogtalk.com. Okay, food bloggers, have you heard of Flowdesk, the new big email marketing rage? This is an amazing new option for managing your email subscriber list. It is super easy to use and it comes with gorgeous, intuitive drag and drop templates. And Flowdesk does not charge based on number of subscribers. So your monthly rate will stay the same from month to month. Everyone pays $38 a month or use my affiliate link to get 50% off and pay only $19 a month. You guys, this is a fraction of the price of other email service providers, and you'll be blown away by the beautiful and intuitive templates waiting for you inside. Visit eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to grab your link. Flowdesk, the stunning new option for email marketing. What's up, food bloggers? Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast made for food bloggers wanting to add value to their businesses and their lives. Today, I will be having a chat with Sarah and Laura Turner from wandercooks.com, and we will talk about creating routine and structure while working from home and balancing our businesses. Laura and Sarah are best friends, life partners, and the creative duo behind Wandercooks. They've traveled the world to over 35 countries on a mission to bring edible adventures to curious foodies. When they're not cooking, they also run their own graphic and web design business, and they have been running both for the past five years. Sarah and Laura, I can tell this is going to be a really fun chat, but first, would you guys give us a quick fun fact about yourselves? Oh, sure. So when we first uh, got together, we were um, challenged ourselves to cook a different meal every night for six months. And (laughs) it was quite the challenge, but yeah, it was amazing once we got into it, uh, how easy it was to just use um, kind of similar ingredients and get just these absolutely amazing flavors and learn about all these different cuisines. And that really was, I think, what sparked the Wonder Cooks for us. Oh, what a great fact. And how cool that you got right into the kitchen together, like right off the bat, let's do this. Let's cook every night for six months. I'm sure you learned a lot too about flavor pairings and just cooking in general. 
Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's um, really cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, another fun fact is that, so I normally do all the topping in the kitchen. Um, so I'll be there preparing all the ingredients and then Sarah will take over the cooking. Um, and I find that works really well for us. So yeah, <laughs> I guess then got to find a system, right? You got to find what works. And obviously, if you did it for six months, every day in a row, you probably came up with a pretty good system. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time you finished cooking, I've finished all the cleaning and we can sit down and relax and enjoy our meal. Oh, that sounds perfect. We got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I absolutely love your story. I was reading through your application and I just loved how adventurous you guys are and how you've made your lifestyle work. And I don't know, I guess to begin, I would love to dive into a little bit more of your story and how you got started. So could you talk us through how you've made this adventurous lifestyle happen? Sure, definitely. Um, So we ended up, after we had been cooking all those different meals, um, you know, friends and family started saying like, oh, you know, you should start a blog and put your recipes out there. But we found that, you know, just looking at cookbooks and reading blogs online wasn't enough for us. We wanted to actually, you know, go out there and experience what other people are cooking in all sorts of different cultures and um, inside their homes. So, we made the big decision to quit our jobs and sell our houses and we planned for a year before we ended up heading overseas with a one-way ticket and we said, "Wow, let's just go. So I think we had the first three months planned out and that was it. And from there, we kind of just let the journey take us where it wanted to. So we went all through Southeast Asia and all through Europe and um, spent a good amount of time going through each of the 35 countries. <laughs> um, and what we ended up doing was it was when Airbnb was just starting to come on the scene. So we stayed with a lot of local families. And if it wasn't Airbnb, um, there was also couch surfing, which allowed us to then kind of share our hospitality by cooking for them and then, you know, we'd be able to learn their meals, sit down with them and just, um, I suppose, kind of get to know them over a really good meal, which is, it was just so inspiring and we could not wait to share those recipes on the blog. And there's nothing better than getting to know somebody over food, right? I mean, that's like one of the best things in the entire world. So I love that you guys did that in so many different countries and just kind of floating around learning about not just the country and the people, but also the food. So how did this journey, this adventure influence your food and also the food that you put up on your blog? Oh, that's a good one. I think what it taught us most was to embrace different ingredients and to learn how to weave them into our own recipes at home. But taking something like gochujang, which is a spicy Korean ingredient, uh, and incorporating that into our dishes, it's just one of the, the fun, most fun things for me, I think, about our adventures. Yeah. Yeah. That first time I think that you taste a new ingredient, it's just that wonder of like, what is it? Like, how did they get this? And, and that curiosity just kind of wraps itself around it and you just want to know more and be like, okay, where can I use this yes. in my next recipe? <laughs> Yeah, and something that you probably wouldn't explore when at home, right? I mean, you ha it requires you going to these places and tasting their unique ingredients in order to experience that. So there's really no other way to do it. And I just want to say you guys are so courageous and amazing because this is like a dream of so many people. Everyone's like, 
someday I'm going to travel the world. You know, it's like that someday thing. But you guys just made it happen and you only had a three-month plan and you did this for an entire year. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it, we ended, oh. it was um, exactly a year and one day. And um, oh, wow. yeah, it was, I'd do it all over again. It, yeah. was, it was a fantastic experience. Do you think you will do it again? Um, we were saying like, what we've been doing is since we got back, we now go overseas usually for a month at a time each year just to learn some more recipes and stuff. Whether or not it would be a whole year next time or we, whether we'd break it up maybe on shorter stints so that I think sometimes you then appreciate being overseas and then kind of coming back to your comforts and then going back again. Yeah, it keeps your energy and your motivation up. I think long-term travel obviously has its highs and its lows and we went through all of the roller coaster of that <laughs> while we were traveling. Um, so it is nice to have that time at home to reset and get fired up again for the next trip. Yeah. So that kind of leads into balance. So balancing work and life is something that, as you know, food bloggers kind of struggle with because we get into this to have more freedom. Most of us do anyway. And then we get to the point where we're just working so hard because there's so much to do. And then I feel like all of us get to that just line where we're like, okay, where is the balance? So we're eager to hear your secrets because it sounds like you figured out some things about how to balance well. So talk to us about like, let's start with daily routines. Are daily routines really important to you guys? Talk us through that. Absolutely. And I think the daily routine that we've developed over time kind of takes into account ourselves and kind of personal time as well as structuring the workday to really be productive and successful. Um, our morning routine, I love it. This has definitely grown over time. So I actually get up a bit earlier than Sarah and I will go out and do about an hour of yoga and meditation in the morning. And that just, for me, is a really lovely way to start the day. Gets my body moving, gets my brain awake and active. And then uh, we'll come together, we'll have breakfast, and then we'll spend an hour or so reading our books and that might be an educational or non-fiction book, or it could just be whatever fantasy fiction book that we're enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, we'll hop into work. Yep. So, um, and so with our morning kind of once we hit the desks and go into the study, we've made sure that the study is our area of work to try and separate that kind of um, work, work, yeah, home yeah. work area. So we start off by going through our our main to-do list, which is um, has everything on there. So it's got everything we need to do from both, both businesses. And then what we do is go over those, open up our diary, and then write down only one to-do item each. And then that way we make sure that that gets done and that is the most important item of the day. So that if that's done, then we know that we're satisfied and we've kind of made that leap to do something more. Everywhere. Yeah. That's such a good strategy. And I do like that you start your days with downtime or like you mentioned, just reading a book, getting up and doing yoga. I think there's such immense power in that. And it's something that is so easy to overlook because we just want to get into our day, especially if we're motivated right away in the mornings. Like I'm really productive in the mornings. So I'm always so tempted to skip over that part just to get to work so I can get more done. But the days when I actually work out and do, you know, those downtime things, I'm actually way more productive and it's better for me emotionally and mentally. 
So I think there's such power in that. And then also separating work and home, super smart. So do you have your office somewhere that's kind of away from like enjoyable things or how do you do that at home? Yeah, so our office is a separate room. Um, We have a nice window that looks out over our sort of our fresco patio area. So we've got a nice view of our plants. But yeah, it's separate from the kitchen. It's separate from the lounge room and relaxing areas. So it really does help us focus and stay on task while we're in here. I love that. We have in our home, we have like this really cool workout room that we just bought it a few years ago. And that was one of the selling points because my husband and I love exercising. And that was such a selling point because we love doing that same thing where we separate certain things, you know, like I don't want to exercise in my living room because if I'm sitting in my living room, then I'm like, oh, maybe I should be exercising. So we really like to establish boundaries based on rooms in our house. So I think there's something to that, like making an office, make sure you have an office and you only do work there and things like that. So I love that. So how do boundaries, speaking of boundaries, how do boundaries play roles in your lives? Yep. So, um, with that, I think it sets an expectation. So especially, say, if we're working with a sponsored post, um, you know, we want to really outline when we'll be starting the work or when the invoices need to be paid and when our working times are so that people, I think they really appreciate being given those rules or those guides because then they know what to expect from us, how we're going to work together. And it's just really easy when, yeah, they kind of know that so that moving along, like, it just makes the whole process a lot smoother. And I think keeping up that communication with them as well um, just makes it so much more important. Yeah. So we'll, when we, whenever we're emailing our clients or our sponsors, we will say exactly when they can expect the next step from us. And I think that helps them kind of be confident that they that we are going to work well together and that the project's going to be completed on time. Um, yeah, it just keeps, keeps everything happy. going. <laughs> Yeah, communication clear, setting expectations. So how do you handle like cutting off work time? Do you ever let that bleed over into evening or enjoyable time? Because I know it's really hard for me just to be like, okay, it's four o'clock. I should put my computer down, but I have something I could work on. So how do you establish those time boundaries? This is something I'm really passionate about because Mm. I think it does come back to that self-care point where... Whether you feel like it or not, we really do need that break from work and that time for our brains to kind of expand and relax. Uh, so usually we try and finish by five o'clock. Sometimes it does bleed over uh, if there is an important task or if we have kind of got into that flow of that that particular yeah. piece of work. Because sometimes, you know, if you're on fire with that, it's important to let that kind of naturally progress and develop. But I do like to kind of draw the line if we get to about that six o'clock mark. (laughs) It's time to close the computers. It's time to get out there and start cooking dinner. It's time to maybe pour a glass of wine and relax. And, uh, and I think that because we, we just enjoy that downtime together after work, we'll sit on the couch and we'll talk. You know, that's, we really want that. So we don't want to miss out on that time together. So that does make it easy as well. And I think that's where we definitely differ because I will usually get stuck into (laughs) whatever I'm doing and she'll be like, Sarah, come on, we have to get out of the study like enough today. (laughs) Well, that's good that you dig her out and remind her. That's great. I try to find that balance between being that naggy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
versus letting that natural kind of workflow. Yes. There is a fine line. And I mean, you mentioned, you know, if there's an exception, we all have those projects that need to be worked on a little bit extra. Or you also mentioned the flow that you get into and you don't want to mess with that. Just like if there's a good flow, you've got to keep it going, obviously, to a reasonable point. You don't want to work until midnight. But I love that you guys kind of balance each other in that way and like gentle reminder, let's <laughs> let's go make dinner. Yeah. So that's really cool. A lot of us don't have that. My husband is extremely forgiving to almost to a fault. Like he would let me work as long as I need it because he thinks I need to work. But sometimes I just want him to be like, okay, you need to be done. And then I would say, oh, yes, thank you for giving me that permission, you know? So that's great that you have that. So you touched on self-care a little bit just by making boundaries around your time and taking care of yourself. What are some other ways that we can implement self-care in our lives in order to make our businesses more successful? Mm -hmm. For me, I think it's breaking up the workday to include little elements of self-care. So for us, we will have a good working stint in the morning and then we'll try and break it around 11 o'clock get ourselves outside, get some sun, go for a walk. And um, that, I think, just helps, you know, keep the energy levels up to then take you through the rest of the day. Also, um, I think it really revitalizes us. Like when we do head out on our walk, it's usually the time that we'll be talking about what we've worked on in the morning. And, you know, we might end up brainstorming and come up with new ideas while being outside under the sun. So yeah. it's a, usually a win-win yeah. <laughs> in a productivity sense. It's a, it's a good dose of creativity when you get out and you are walking and you're seeing different things. And, um, yeah, it gives your, your brain that chance mm. to kind of uh, – yeah, reset and, it, and also it's not a long walk either. It's usually, you know, 10, 15 minutes. It's, it's just enough to get outside and, and that's usually, um, yeah, all you need. That's a great, that's a great suggestion just to do it right in the middle of the day because I'm inclined to do it either right at the beginning of the day to start the day or at the very end and just push through the whole day, like get through all that work and then you can enjoy a little bit but what a great idea to break up your day and just force yourself outside just for 10 minutes because doing that I feel like it really does bring that element of holiday feel to your day so yes you are working you're working really hard but having that time to have a break means that you you can work even harder when you come back because you've had that chance to relax that little chance to relax in the meantime kind of trick yourself like you're on vacation just for a little bit and then you get you come back just more revitalized I can imagine okay I'm gonna steal that because we have a really huge backyard and I just I love our backyard and we have a hammock back there and what better way to just trick myself into thinking I'm on vacation I could just go sit in the hammock for a few minutes in the middle of the day for a tea lots of water and just sit there and relax for a little bit sure yeah Mm-hmm. Um, so when we get back, um, we've made the environment around our study kind of like a bit of bit of a haven as well because we are obviously spending a lot of time in here. So we've done things like making sure our desks are super clean. Um, you know, we don't like clutter on there. So the only things you'll find are usually a cup of tea and our diary, and that's it. Like. Usually it's just kept, yeah, nice and clear. And then we've also done just little um, 
bits and pieces around the room. So you'll find indoor plants and we'll usually um, sometimes pop a candle on or even incense and even put on some relaxing music like we really try and set the theme yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> and so sometimes that music might be something that we share together. We'll have it playing in the background or other times we'll each pop our headphones in and just I find that really helps to deep focus on whatever it is that we're mm. currently working on. Those little things can add up, can't they? Like a scent, a smell, like having the right candle burning can mean so much for my mood. So combine that with just a little music that inspires you along with a clean workspace. I love that you guys do that clutter-free space. And you mentioned plants. That's an amazing idea. I love that because like growth, nurturing, it just kind of signifies all of that just healthy, I don't know, healthy mindset, I guess. Exactly. And they help to freshen the air as well. So, you know, that's good sure. from a health perspective yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you have anything else along the lines of self-care? Um, we also try and bake on a Sunday yes. so that for the week ahead, we will either have like a homemade cookies or a homemade cake that we can have with our tea while we're working. And I think little things like that is like a little thank you to ourselves yes. during the week to <laughs> say like, enjoy yourself while you're working and <laughs> just treat us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's yeah. great. And the smell of baking. I mean, filling your house on a Sunday is perfect, right? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, why can't you feel like you're having these little elements of holiday through your day, you know, and still be working really hard? I mean, why does work have to not be fun? I think that there's lots of ways that you can add little elements to, to make it a really fun, nourishing experience yeah. while you're working. <laughs> We have a little uh, silly thing that we do where if we do get a win, like say we get, you know, a new goal achieved with Wondercooks or there's a post that goes crazy, we'll usually get up, stop what we're doing and we have to dance around the study. <laughs> so I'm like, these are the wins that we need to, yeah, celebrate and just be happy about and not let it just pass by. And it's so easy to let it pass by because you're so focused on getting the next thing done. So mm -hmm. just one of us will take the other and we'll make sure we have this little celebration Dance. <laughs> yeah, just to recognize it. I love that. Exactly. So that whole concept that you guys are talking about of treating your life like a holiday or a vacation is so interesting to me because I think that is why I crave vacation so often because I separate my life from vacation too much. So it's like when you're on vacation, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, you know? So incorporating more of that mindset into your day-to-day, -day, I think, is so healthy. And I love that concept. It's like a, it's just a small tweak to the mindset, really, of yeah, just allowing yourself permission to have these things that make your life just that little bit more fun, uh, especially when you're at work. I mean, why not? <laughs> small tweak to the mindset. I love that. I'm totally stealing that from you guys. I'm going to start maybe like giving myself reminders throughout the day, like you are on vacation or I don't know. I think some people like to do that with little, um, yeah, like alarms or um, uh, reminders on their phone that just pop up and say, hey, how are you feeling? Or, hey, why don't you go for a walk? Or yeah. <laughs> something like that. I'm sure there are, like you could put that on your calendar and I always get reminders from my calendar, but I'm sure there are apps for that too, like reminding you to take care of yourself or... I don't know, find something you're grateful for. Yeah, literally scheduling that in, that time, that permission to allow yourself to do that, I mm. think is a huge part because a lot of us think that, you know, work or whatever has to be a certain way. But, uh, but you know, like when you work for yourself, that's the strongest power you have is to make those decisions 
to incorporate healthy things, healthy habits into your life. I think this is such a big part of it. Self-care is so huge. And you guys are just showing that, that there's proof in that because you seem to have such a good grasp on taking care of yourselves, taking care of your minds and how that plays out for you in your business and how you guys seem so grateful and like you express so much gratitude for the little things. And that is so inspiring. So thank you for sharing all of that. So in addition to self-care, what ways do you keep ideas fresh and also keep the creative juices flowing? You mentioned taking walks, but what other things can we do? Um, so one of the things we do on a Monday morning is actually um, test ourselves by getting out of our environment and finding a new place every every Monday and we'll head there and spend either an hour or two just brainstorming ideas for both businesses and kind of just writing everything down that we think of. And I find that I think taking yourself out of your usual environment just lets your mind wander that little bit more to figure out, um, yeah, some new ideas or some problem solving or even planning, you know, what's coming up next. Um, it really, yeah, it gets you out of your comfort zone. It breaks those habits too because I think as soon as you come in your office in the morning, you probably have that set routine of turn on the computer, check the emails, do whatever it is that you do. So, yeah, us taking ourselves away or out of outside of that situation and into somewhere new, it kind of makes your brain think in different ways. And, yeah, it, it opens up so much room for creativity. It's like a distraction, right, for your mind? Like you said earlier, it's a little tweak to the mindset. You're like tricking yourself again. You're not at home. You don't have to go through those same motions, turning on the computer and just like we do that all the time, just checking email and then we get into a groove and then pretty soon we're like, what am I even working on today? Yeah, <laughs> Just like second nature. And even with the emails, I think that can be such a huge trap checking that first thing in the morning in the morning as well, because you can kind of get sidetracked by work or intentions from other people that you kind of take on board checking those emails straight away. So we do try and before we open up our computers, we'll sit down and this is every day, we'll sit down and work out based off our master to-do list, write down that first important task and just set ourselves up to achieve the things that we really need to work on together before. and then open it up to the emails and to the, you know, sort of urgent things that may come through, <laughs> even if they're urgent by someone else's standards. <laughs> That's right. And I always say like there's nothing in your sitting in your email right now that is so dire that can't wait a couple of hours. I mean, if you get uh, an email from the Food Network, you know, I think they would be forgiving enough to allow you a day to reply. <laughs> so just like thinking that way and changing your mindset that way too, like there's really nothing that important that's going to be life-changing. Most people are pretty understanding about that. Exactly. And it's it's just an annoyance, honestly. Like, I check my email way too much and I berate myself. Like, what am I doing? I do not need to be in here. So that is my personal downfall with working. So any strategies you have for that, I am all ears. Yeah, well, um, I think the temptation is always there to, to check the emails a bit uh, too much sometimes. And, and we do fall into that trap too. But I think, yeah, setting a time, specifying the time that you want to check your emails, even if that's twice a day and taking that time to reply or to sort or filter those emails at that time and then closing it off and doing what you need to do so really yeah. helps us get through. Yeah, I think the two times that we've been doing it is after we get back from our walk, we'll check our emails just before lunch and just address anything that is um, urgent 
And then after that, we know that then the afternoon is kind of set for whatever tasks need to be done. And then we'll relook at the emails at about 4.30 so that, again, we can address anything that needs to be done and anything else is set up for the next morning. So it kind of gets you in that nice rhythm and it lets you check it enough that everyone is getting a reply within, you know, quite a um, short amount of time. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So I think twice a day is probably enough. Yeah. That really is. I mean, you really don't need much more than that. There's something called inbox pause. Have you guys seen that where you can actually pause the emails coming into your inbox? And I've experimented with it a little. I need to do more because it's like I do really well. I'll be really like strict with myself. Like you cannot check more than twice a day and I'll do really well for a while. And then I start sliding off that slope. And then before I know it, I'm like, ah, so I need to that is something that I just really need to work on because it I think it squashes my creativity too because it's just unnecessary garbage. Like most email is garbage. So that's one of my personal things that I'm working on. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't heard of inbox ports. That sounds amazing and I probably do need that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely the one to check my emails too much and slip into those old habits. And um, yeah, like you were saying before, I think when you first sit down in the morning, you know, usually you have been thinking about work a little bit before you've started. And so you kind of have this idea of what you want to be working on. And if you do check those emails, as soon as you read something, your mind just completely resets to that task B. And um, it's kind of like you've gone task A, oh, yep, I'm going to work on this, read an email, task B. And then when you go back to work on task A, it's like your brain is still thinking about task B. And so you kind of just yeah, completely. You kind of forget about it. Exactly. Yeah, that happens to me all the time because I'm one of those people who gets up really early, wakes up early, and I'm just like thinking like, okay, I could do this project this way. And then you're right, you I get sidetracked and then I forget. But maybe like getting up and making just like journaling really quickly, a brief journaling of what you were thinking about would maybe counter that. Like instead of diving right into the emails, just writing down the ideas you had. I always have the best of intentions with that. I just, (laughs) you know how it is. Like there's just a few things surrounding my work and the way that I work and process everything that I just need to change. And it's just a matter of like, okay, I need to be firm about this (laughs) with myself. I mean, one good thing is if you um, find that you like almost just keep getting tempted by checking those emails is we either can turn off the internet if you don't need that, say if you're writing a recipe or something um or also we try and take our phones out of the room completely so that we can only check them at lunchtime <laughs> which definitely that's helps. great yeah especially with that habit of ooh, twitch need to check the phone um yeah becoming aware of that and then controlling it and redirecting it towards your work is a, is a good way to um to stay on track <laughs> do you guys have any other ideas for keeping those creative juices flowing yeah, so um, what we like to do on, say, actually a, about a quarterly basis is we'll book ourselves a trip away to a cabin or somewhere like that, and we like to call it our think weekend. It's kind of like what Bill Gates does. with. Mm, yes. Um, we kind of drew on that as inspiration, and uh, so now we like to yeah get away for these weekends. We clear our schedules, and we focus on – whatever it is about whichever business that we need to be working on. So we have had huge bursts of growth with Wonder Quilts from doing this. 
Yeah, I suppose essentially it'll be for three days, two nights, and we will set kind of a slight agenda for the trip so that we know that we have like quite a significant intention. We will not work on any other work. And I suppose it is just time for planning and, you know, brainstorming. And, and brainstorming. So I think the first one we did was last year and we went through every single recipe post and did keyword analysis on every Everything. single one. <laughs> it was huge. Like just, I think we were so excited by it that just spending that time only planning it was so satisfying and we made sure you know it was the middle of winter so we were at this cabin and we had the fire going and we had all the munchies <laughs> um, we made sure that you know we were comfortable <laughs> yeah we took out as well so she came and enjoyed time in front of the fireplace with us and that got us going out for those quick walks to break up the the sessions as well together and then yeah just jumping back into all of that that planning and those thought processes yeah Um, I think by taking out all of the distractions of you know that you're not there to do any other work to check emails to hear from friends any of those sorts of things it really really helps you to completely focus on the task at hand and really get that work done yes it's it's so satisfying and I I think we were working from say eight o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night with those few breaks like we talked about but the whole time it felt like we were on holiday so we were working and thinking really hard about everything to do with the blog but we were so happy and so relaxed and just having an absolute ball (laughs) it's like you trick the mind and so it's like I'm on holiday but it (laughs) it has all the So it was just a win-win. Yeah. I think that's kind of a theme here for you guys is just kind of changing mindsets a little bit or a lot in little increments in different ways and what a huge payoff that can be. I'm sure your brainstorming, your think sessions were huge payoffs, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, so huge, huge growth. Uh, Yeah. Last year when we first started doing it and it's just been also just encouraging to then obviously keep working through everything and you kind of get back and have that refreshed feeling of a holiday, but you've also achieved a whole lot at the same time. I think you guys should write a book called like mind tricks or something (laughs) (laughs) like that because there's something to that, especially for entrepreneurs who are kind of lonely and, you know, kind of, quote, stuck at home. And we get into these traps of thinking all of that stuff more negatively. But if you just change those thoughts a little bit, it can actually be so different. So there's something to that. You guys are onto something. The holiday mindset. The holiday entrepreneur. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm serious. So something that I struggle with is keeping my energy levels up or like managing, I guess you could say more accurately, my energy levels because I get really motivated and I get super productive and then I just burn out and I'm exhausted. So do you have tips about how to better manage energy? I have a couple of ideas here and I think, you know, uh, it also coincides with some of the things that we talked about in terms of the self-care and the motivation and things like that. One minor thing we try and do is we try not to drink too much coffee. We will drink tea, but we try not to drink too much coffee because I feel like um, as much as we love coffee, I do find I get that slump in the afternoon when that little buzz wears off and I don't want to drink too much and then like, you know, kind of stand on that issue. But um. Yeah, so drinking teas or drinking water, lots of water through the day definitely helps. Um, taking those breaks and then trying to get like plenty of good sleep in, in the evening as well, mm-hmm. um, which can be hard to do sometimes. But 
taking distractions out of the bedroom, taking the phones out of the bedroom if you can, um, and just making it that dedicated space, that sort of sleep palace, comfortable bed type situation is a good way to try and get that good sleep. Also, I find when we are at work, if one of us is, say, having a bit of a problem and we're trying to work it out, we'll usually actually step away from the computers and talk it out and be like, all right, how can we address this the best? And that kind of helps to keep your emotions in check if you're, you know, getting stressed out or, um, you know, sometimes I think that almost blocks the answer that you need. So just allowing yourself that time to analyze a, a situation where, yeah, you are trying to figure out a problem can definitely help and therefore keep your energies up because, yeah, yeah you haven't stressed out or you're not getting to the end of the day and be like nothing left. And that's the thing. Like I think it's just trying to keep aware of how your body and your mind are feeling through the day. So if you're working really hard and you feel the cotton wool effect in your head, you feel like that kind of exhausting feeling coming over you. We can give ourselves permission to have that break and to step away and to really calm the mind and to get that energy level back up before you then retackle the project or move on to something else. Yeah, I, I think I remember one time where we were having a particularly stressful week and we had a lot of work on at that particular time. And I remember looking over at Laura and she was just so stressed out that I actually said, you know what, get out. <laughs> I was like, get out, buddy. <laughs> go into the lounge room and go and do a yoga. <laughs> She's like, what? I can't do this. I have all of these projects. And I said, nope, get out, go and go and relax for an hour. And she's like, okay, okay, I'm going. And then she did. And when she came back, it was just like a completely different person. And I just remember looking at me and she was just like, thank you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> at the time I was like, I'm so busy. I can't, I can't leave my desk. I have to get all this done. But that person that was sitting there at that time was not a very productive person. And so by taking that break out and just literally disconnecting for that, that brief amount of time was enough for me to reset and go, oh, okay. <laughs> well, sometimes we can't see that in ourselves, right? We are to the point of, like you said, you're just like, I have to get this done. I have work. What are you talking about? I can't step away. I get like that all the time, but it just takes one person that knows and loves you to see you from the outside and say, oh my goodness, you need to step away. And that is huge. I think my husband, my thing is like taking naps. He knows that if I'm super stressed and it's a weekend and I'm working and I look probably like you did when <laughs> you got called out, he knows to come up to me and say, go take a nap, go take a 30 minute nap. And I'm like, what? Same thing. I can't do that. And he's like, yes, go step away. But yeah, every time I come back and I'm like, thank you so much. That was so helpful. In that time, you, you probably worked through whatever that block was, even if it's totally subconsciously. And then you come back and for me in that particular day, I came back and I ended up working solid on this project for another two hours, completely oblivious to the world around me because I just found that flow. But before beforehand when I was in that stressy mode I was just I was just flailing <laughs> yeah and there's no way you can push through that you think in your mind that you can you try to rationalize like I can do this I'm going to push through it but there's no possible way that you can unless you take that break 
Exactly. And because we work for ourselves, we have that power to do that, to make that decision, to make mm-hmm. that call and to just step away. <laughs> Unlike a traditional kind of employment situation where you're at your desk and you just literally have to push through. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. Yeah. When you're in an office situation, you don't have the option to go into the other room and do yoga. You have to keep pushing through. Yeah, but you should. And that should change like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think you guys are so inspiring and it just seems like you have so many good things in place. And I love your mindset and the way that you just see your day-to-day as a vacation. And you've definitely inspired me to just incorporate some of that thinking and mindset shifts into my own life, my days. So I really really enjoyed this talk. Is there anything else that you think is valuable that we should mention before we say goodbye, guys? I think just to be easy on yourself and to listen to yourself. You know, you know when you need to stop (laughs) sometimes. I think just taking that moment and literally a couple of seconds just to check in with yourself throughout the day to see how you're feeling. What do you need? Is it a glass of water? Is it a walk? Yeah, just to be, be nice and check in. Be kind. Yeah, absolutely. And then I want to ask you one last thing about the adventure that you took. What if there's somebody listening who really has that on their heart? Like they went into food blogging as kind of a way to get into that freedom lifestyle where they can travel. What is your best advice for them? Do it. <laughs> That's what we were told. We I, we were on a hike and we were saying to someone, oh, you know, we want to go overseas. We can't because we have a job and blah, blah, blah. And they just said, well, why not? And that kind of stopped us in our tracks. And we thought, uh, oh, actually, okay, let's, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the time we were thinking just three months and then And then I think one of us said, oh, I wish we could go longer. And that same friend was like, well, why not? Just do it. And that's when we really thought, wow, we can make some serious changes in our life and we can make this happen. And furthermore, we can plan this without even a a return date in mind and just (laughs) see see where we end up. And my gosh, what an adventure. Yeah. That turned out to be. (laughs) I am such a huge believer in the fact that you can really make anything happen that you want to, anything. If there's something you really want to do, you can absolutely 100% do it. And there are always excuses. There's always going to be something. Like you guys were like, well, we can't. We have to work. Well, actually, why couldn't you just do it? So again, that is mindset again, because it takes you out of that. I don't know. It's like a comfort almost. Like You're just comfortable with making excuses for why you can't do something. So when you actually have someone to shake you and say, why, why can't you do that? Then you're like, whoa, well, I I guess you're right. And it makes you reevaluate. So that's really, really solid advice, ladies. Thank you so much for being here today. I know you're across the world for me and you are, it's early in the morning for you, but I just really appreciate you taking the time for this chat. I know that food bloggers are going to find this inspiring and encouraging so thank you so much thank Thank you you. so much for having us on Megan we really much fun we really appreciate it yeah oh it has been fun so before you go do you have a favorite quote or any words of additional words of inspiration for food bloggers yeah our favorite quote that we have lived by right from the start Mm -hmm. is start where you are use what you have and do what you can Mm. it's a classic one but yeah I think it's just so true yeah and I think you know so many times you can look outward for whatever it is that you're trying to solve whatever solution you're trying to find but try and keep it simple rein it back in start where you are use what you have do what you can Mm -hmm. it never fails oh my gosh that's so great thank you so much for sharing that 
So Sarah and Laura have a list of resources relating to everything we've talked about today. We'll put some show notes up based on this episode, and you can find those at eatblogtalk.com forward slash wandercooks. Ladies, tell my listeners the best place to find you online. Sure. Um, so you can find us on Instagram, Instagram slash wandercooks, or on Facebook, Facebook slash wandercooks as well. Um, we're probably hanging out there the most. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here and thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.